0: Is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop. Where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross.
1: We are back. It is Tuesday. Welcome to Hanging with the Boys. I'm Kurt Daniels. As Let's you can go. see, we are without our fearless leader, Shannon Gross, is big timing us today. He is off. Hosting some kind of private event. He's given up his 10 bucks for this show to make (laughs) big bucks, I'm sure. But fortunately, the main guys are here. The guys you're all tuning in to see. We got the great Nate Newton, of course. And back with us again... Is Jesse Holly. Jesse. The day yesterday, yesterday.
2: Kurt, yeah.
1: <laughs> yesterday. I'm like Shannon, yeah. man. You know, the holiday season is
3: around the corner and $10 ain't gonna give all the big <laughs> thick girls at the trailer park the gift that they need. So I gotta do I I gotta do some extra work on the side, you know. No. That, trail, what, what, what's that, that trailer park, man.
2: So you brought what? some extra mass?
3: Yeah, yeah, I had to get some extra <laughs> matter, some, some PPE mask, man. You know, <laughs> what? what was it? What was it you were doing yesterday,
1: Jesse? You were you I were was doing call a game.
3: Yeah, I was doing uh, the play by play color for the Blue Gray All American Bowl at the AT and T Stadium uh, high school All Star game. So yeah, so nice. it was pretty fun. That does sound fun. A good game. I could, uh, It was. Uh, it was okay. It was all right. I had to go Who won? <laughs> Who won, uh, man? uh team the West West team uh right. East team was coached by Tony Banks. And uh you know, for Tony Banks to be a former quarterback and an offensive guy, I was I was really questioning his
2: Play caller. He <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> wasn't no freaky Mike, huh? <laughs> I really was
3: questioning his play caller. It Was something oh. I was like, "Wait a second, what are we doing here?" Like you're down, and they were like, they were down, and were like kind of running a four minute offense. I said, "Tony, you got this thing a little bit confused, my brother. You gotta, uh-huh. you gotta hurry it up."
1: But you know, sound like uh, sound like Jesse was bringing the bringing the thunder yesterday. Getting on these guys. So here's the yeah, thing. Yeah. So they, they,
3: <laughs> they tell you before the game, it's like, you know, hey, this is an all star game. It's, you know, it's being telecast. Let's try to be as positive as we can, even when there are yeah. some negative things happen on the field. So you guys know me, I'm, I'm Mr. Negative Nancy. So that was like. Okay, I won't call out <laughs> those things that are so negative. That was a great non uh,
2: call by Tony. They're the film right. in the offense, but it's yeah. only ten seconds left. You think they want to speed <laughs> I'm like, they're down
3: sixteen.
1: It sure would be nice for them to speed <laughs> it up here. I was like <laughs> Oh man. Oh sorry. Did, did you did you guys watch the, the game last night? i some are yes. saying that was one of the best games of the season.
2: Brother, uh, I, 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 liked uh, it that I like to deck, Uh It just, it just, and I hate to say this, but I'm glad you watched it. Jess, I know you watched part of it or some of it. all just, of it. It, it just it's goes to, to, show to show how far the, the Cowboys have to, have Cowboys have to really <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I was no, going to no, ask no, you, are they? <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being really honest, man.
1: Really? Are they nowhere, nowhere close, huh?
2: Well, the, the, the thing about it, even though I think both of these teams have more than capable defenses, it's still an offensive league. And it's still uh, players can make plays uh, bigger and better on offense. Uh, but that one time they needed to get you know, get it done, I mean, we still boil down to the kicker, don't it? That kid man. came out of the University of Texas, man. Uh, I just, well, but, here's the
3: thing, but here's the thing, Nate. Here's the thing, Nate Kurt. Uh-huh. What we saw last night, we, we saw a display offensively, defensively, and special teams. Yeah. But we saw a display of what QB ones should do for their football team. Lamar Jackson, even in his early passing struggle, he was still be, he was still able to run the football and make some you know some crucial run plays. Baker Mayfield was playing a really good game behind a solid run game. I, I do I I do think we, you know, the last 10 weeks we have we have been kind of, you know, forced to watch Cowboy football with Andy Dalton at the helm. I do think mm-hmm. football would be much more enjoyable and much more competitive. Like, I, I like to believe that if Dak Prescott, despite whatever we had on the field at the time, we beat Pittsburgh with Dak Prescott. I think yeah. we beat Pittsburgh with Dak Prescott. I, I think there's a lot of games where If Dak Prescott is in there, you see the ability for your team to do more because that player allows you to do more. And last night you saw saw Baker Mayfield do all that he could for his team, but you saw Lamar Jackson do just a little bit more when it was needed for his team. So I don't know if we're far away from that, um, but... I think our team as a whole just looks so much more different when that QB1 yeah. you know number four is under center and calling the shots.
1: Do you kind of it seems the general consensus is the Cowboys would have probably won the NFC if Prescott was healthy. Do you think that's a, a true statement?
2: I, I think that one or two easy. more games that Jesse talking about, yes. They will be the tie with Washington, or one game lead. Because this is yeah. two games I think they could have could have won if, if Dak would have been there, you know. And uh, so I'm with you all the way, Jess, but, man, I just – it's just amazing uh, to see good football. And there's not a lot of good teams out there due to this uh, COVID situation. Teams are either up there doing their best and having a lot of fun playing football, our teams look real, real bad. It's like <laughs> you either injury injury riddle and doing bad, like the 49ers. I, I'm looking at them fellas. They look bad. They, they, they're yeah. a shell of themselves a year ago. So uh, you either only clicking this time of year or you falling off the ledge.
1: Yeah.
3: And, and right, I think speaking of else, this, there's one more thing. I think something else that's kind of you know, important is Safansky. You know, it took some time for him to kind of get his system implemented and his system kind of worked in with Baker Mayfield. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. and and these are the things that I constantly want to say about Mike McCarthy. I'm not I'm not on defensive end on him, but, you know, it takes time to implement your system. It takes time to get guys to buy into your scheme. It takes time. For you as a head coach to get the players in place to whatever whatever the thought is, the vision is of your team, it takes time for you to be able to acquire those players. And and, and again, it may not be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. It may be two or three. Right? It may be yeah. two or three that you can plug in some very key pieces, key places that gives your team that identity, that, that look. They brought in Bradley Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and all of a sudden that offense looked different, right? Because they, yeah. they had been marching quarterbacks in and marching, they brought in Bradley Chubb and their offense looked different. You know, they brought in some pieces here and there and their offense looked, dif- uh, looked different. They took a piece away due to injury, Odell Beckham, and their offense looked different. So there's certain mm-hmm. things when you're, when, you're, when you're a coach and you're trying to get your culture built in there, it takes a little bit of time, man. It takes a little bit of time. I know that we see coaches... Like uh, uh, like like the Wiz kid out in you know, L.A. or out in San Francisco. And they came on the scene and it was like, you know, light white hot. And then they took a dip. And, and now they're building themselves back up again. And this is the thing that I always want to keep preaching to people when they're ready to throw Mike McCarthy out the door. I mean, just after literally a couple sips of coffee, not even a whole cup. It's just that, man, you know, I know we you, you've waited 25 years. One more year won't kill you. And so that you can have a, a, a full offseason and, and some drafts, some players, and sign some players, and then we can look like what we saw last night. We can look like a competent football team who is able to compete
1: in big time football games and, and make these type of plays for your team. Right. Stefanski was a, I mean, he's a first year head coach, so they you know bought into a system pretty quick. Did did losing Dak set back what McCarthy was trying to do? Did that? Put nope, it back?
2: No, no. The one advantage I think he had, Curtin and Jesse may agree, he got football players that needed a direction. You check their offense and you check their defense. They have better than average at every position. When you have football players and you are building and molding and, and these guys are fresh and hungry, these are all first, second, and third-year players that's like, hey, man, they just come from Power 5 programs, where they winning. So they still hungry and determined and can be molded. And and that is what he's doing. He probably sought Baker Mayfield and looked in face to face and say, Hey man, your day is coming. Let me help you get there.
1: Wow. So even even losing Prescott probably didn't change what McCarthy was trying to do, or did you think it because he didn't have the players or
2: offensively you do. Offensively yeah. you have the players, but your offensive line was depleted so that made it hard for coach fieldman because he was working behind that eight ball uh yeah the only person we had was keller moore but he he you know he wasn't ready to adjust his uh, game plan to what this team needed at the time so he was kind of uh off kilter so now these last three or four games even though it hasn't looked nice even the victory just uh a day or so ago you know you was on pins and needles and they was up by 30, almost 30 points. And you were still on pins because we didn't slow down them offensively or defensively at, at all So besides the turnover. So uh, you, you're going to have to go get some players. I mean, no matter what you do uh, defensively, you're going to have to go get some players, man. And you're going to have mm-hmm. to get a coach that can drive these guys in the right direction.
1: Jesse, you were you were gone yesterday. We didn't get the chance to ask you. Did you take anything from that win? Or was it just you beat a bad team and that's it, That's all there is.
3: I mean, as a player, winning is fun. You, 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 this is what you play for. You, 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 take, you take the win for what it's worth. It's a win. It's it's a you know, you put in the work, and you still have to go out there and beat a football team. And that's not the easiest thing to do Sunday in and Sunday out. Um as a as a analysts or whatever you want to call whatever i am um to me it it it, it, it bolded nothing but a victory it, it's it keeps you still kind of in the hunt but you're supposed to beat the worst the second worst team in the national football league you know what i'm saying like those are the type of things you go in and you say yeah guys we these are the, these are, when we're doing our kind of you know preseason, looking at the schedule for the year these are the games we go and we say, Yeah, we're supposed to beat the Bengals. Like these are the teams that you're supposed to beat. So you're appreciative and happy for the victory because winning is fun and winning is what you want to do, but you're still looking at it and saying, It's not quality. It's a win, but it ain't a quality win. You know, it's not a win that we look back and say, so, you know, we really beat a quality team. So hey, just have you have
2: back to back bad seasons. I've been a part of back-to-back bad seasons. Any weird <laughs> I could get, it was Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> I ain't lying. When well, you, you go 1-15, when we beat Washington, man, the wheels almost came off the plane. When you hit the ground, we were so jacked up and no, drunk. It, it was, off was funny. Plane.
3: Rob Phillips was talking about this a couple, uh, a couple of days ago um, on the Flagstaff station. He t- he said, you know, hey, you should have saw Bus 6 when we beat Minnesota. He like, Bus 6 was... That's the bus that that uh, uh that the defensive coordinator is on. He's like, that was a live bus, and and, that's, and and when people sometimes ask, you know, what do you do? You miss the game? I don't really miss playing on Sunday. That's not what I miss. I miss the bus ride after a victory. The plane yes. ride after yes. a victory. You know, when you get to go back to the star and you know the rookies, you know, especially when you got those back to back games that Thursday, that, that Thursday, Sunday or Sunday, right. Thursday, mm-hmm. and you like, hey Rook, go to the Popeye's and pick up fifty pieces of chicken. Meet us right. back at meet us back at Valley Ranch. We go we, now we in the hot tub and the cold tub getting our bodies ready, but they got chicken and beer and all the other kinds of stuff in the locker room. We're having a good time. Music is playing. <laughs> so those are the things that you miss. I don't miss playing on Sunday. That hurts too much. But when you, when you get a victory, in that bus ride, that plane ride, that that locker room moment, those are the things that you miss. And so I'm, I understand what you're saying, Nate, 100. percent Every victory, yeah. especially when you got few and far between, is a celebration. <laughs> but yeah. but they but they know coming to town, you know, this week are, are the Niners, and you yes. don't want to you don't want to beat a team like that and then turn around and turn around and lose to a 49er team. That kind of like you know yeah. two steps forward and three steps back. Especially,
2: What's that? I mean. Ex- Excuse me. I'm sorry, Kirk. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Kirk. No, go Especially ahead. Especially when this team that you're facing, they ain't gonna hesitate to run that ball. Yeah, they're nope. not gonna hesitate to run that ball. We would you? Run... Could... Yeah. Go ahead. I'm would Kirk. you
1: cons- Would you consider a win over San Francisco a quality win? I mean, they're banged up. They're losing record. Questions at quarterback. Would that be a quality they better
2: win? Better than Cincinnati.
1: They better than Cincinnati, <laughs> and that gives
3: us two wins in a row. Yeah. Right.
1: That gives. Right, right, that gives
3: right. us a winning streak. And right now, the only way that we are able to get into the playoffs, we got to win the rest of the way out. So we can't lose any more game. We can build some momentum towards doing our end of the deal as as far as winning the rest of the games and hoping that Washington can find a way to lose the rest of their games. So if you lose, if you lose Sunday, you're pretty much dead. But if you win, that's two games in a row. And you're like, all right, fellas we're still in the hunt of this thing and it kind of <laughs> gives you a little bit of momentum going in that, into that final week when you've got to play two, uh,
1: uh, two division opponents that are, are playing some decent football. Yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's take our first break here. Uh, when we get back, i got some questions for you about uh, turnovers, maybe red zone, maybe more about the rest of the season. We'll see where it goes. But uh, we will be right back on Hanging with the Boys.
4: Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
5: (laughs)
0: May I have a new candle
2: please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan may not be in your area. See att.com/5g for you for details. With the boys.
0: Back to hanging with the
1: boys. All right, we're back with Hanging with the Boys. I'm Kurt Daniels. We've got Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Our fearless leader shannon is out today he's uh whining and dining with who knows who but he's he's gone which means i don't have the reeds that we're supposed to have here but i'm assuming tommy john is uh as always our good friends tommy john uh don't know what we'd do without him Uh, always comfortable to wear what do they have loungewear now i wish i knew all the the finer points i should pay more attention with it
2: loungewear though
1: my daughter stole yet. mine, so... Yeah, um, like my wife stole mine, so... <laughs> but uh, it, get, you, get yeah, you some Tommy John. There you go. The Trello part got mine. Can't get it <laughs> oh, oh, that's not good. Oh, okay, Chris sent me the reads. Too little, too late. But we'll get them next time. So anyway, all right, on to, <laughs> uh, on to more football here. Uh, obviously, the big factor in the in the win over cincinnati was the three turnovers we talked a little bit about this yesterday but um, bob Sturm had an interesting uh, article on the athletic today and and he said that uh, over the last six games the cowboys actually ranked 12th in uh in in turning the ball over which isn't too bad and they are ninth in takeaways uh, which is plus three during that span which actually would rank sixth in the league over the last six games um, prior to that, you go to the previous seven games, they were minus 13, which was easily last. I mean, it was horrible. I think this, the next place team was Denver, like minus eight. I mean, the Cowboys were just awful. So so starting off, I mean, what's changed? What's turning around? Is this something that maybe McCarthy is? We're seeing a little bit of his influence on this, or guy's just you know embarrassed?
2: It, 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 it's so simple, and I'm, and I'm going to be the guy to be, be honest. One thing about it, I'm always honest about this football game. Zeke stopped
1: turning the ball over. Yeah, simple as that?
2: Simple as that. When you get turnovers, express two or more a game, and you don't turn it over, your chances, uh, Vegas loves you. Vegas loves you. You just think about the games where Zeke turned the ball over, uh, those teams had short fields. They the one had 50 plays. We had 85 plays and 4,000 yards. They had, they had 50 <laughs> plays and 200 yards and beat us because they only had to go 25 yards to score 75 points. Hey, come on, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I mean, Jesse, if you see it differently, I mean, that, 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 that bothers me, man, that you turn the always, ball over and you lose the ball, you lose the game. And it's always interesting when you look at turnovers
3: um, they, they always begin to happen in bunches, right? Yes. It's like you know, yeah, you get one, and next thing you know, and and that's that goes either way. It's like even when you're on the receiving good side of turnovers, they come in bunches. Uh, and, and early on, they were they were going against us in bunches—the fumbles, the interceptions, trying to find the way—and and you can't win games that way. And over the last couple games, you saw kind of the tie turn a little bit in the Cowboys' favor with them being able to secure and come up with some of these turnovers in their favor. But they seem to come in bunches. You just hope that you're on the positive side of that turnover battle.
1: And I think the why? biggest – that Well, why is it in bunches? I mean, is it guys just they, – they start pressing? They, they come they, alert they just,
3: to it. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's it's almost like – Defensively, like, you'd
2: be more alert to it now.
3: It's like chumming the water. It's like, oh, we got one. Let's get another one, fellas. Let's get another one. You come in thinking that. But when you see one pop, now you're like, let's get another one. Let's get another one. Let's get another yeah, one. Yeah. And so now that it's a heightened sense of, oh, he got one. Let's all go get one. And, and so now you have guys, more guys flying to the ball, more guys taking opportunities, more guys taking shots, more guys being more aggressive. And so that, that's the thing about like turnovers can change the momentum of a game, not only because you get an extra possession, but it, it kind of revs the guys up a little bit. It makes you want to go out there and see if you can't hunt up another one. And I know you're like, "Well, why you do that from the start of the game?" You do, you do, you <laughs> want to hunt it out. But when it happens, when you find, you know, when that, when that dog finally catches that squirrel that's been chasing, now you're just like, "I got it!" I got you get excited about it, and that's contagious, and other guys want to be a part of that type of energy.
1: Hmm. Well, what then? Uh, didn- didn- how big? It- I mean, we always talk about how the injuries played such a part, in the poor start, and the poor season. How? Big a factor would it have been if they weren't minus 13 those first seven games? Is that that really what we're talking about, the difference?
3: Yeah, every time you turn the ball over, you lose the opportunity to actually put points on the board. And every time you don't get turnovers, that means that team that you were playing against had all their opportunities to score the football. And games are usually broken down. Into about four or five plays that happen or don't happen for you to win a game last night. You think Baker Mayfield doesn't want that interception back last night, right? The one that got his team intercepted, they went down almost to the goal line, and then they punched it in. You think he don't want you don't think you don't, he doesn't want that one back or a, a throw or a. there's all these little things that happen in, in the course of the game. And when you go back and you look at it, you're saying, man, one or two plays here or there. And we get the victory. And that's what you try. That's what you want to be able to do. You want to have them. You want to have all your opportunities plus maybe steal one or two to give yourself the best chance to to win a football game. Percentages are in your favor uh, when you don't turn the ball over and when you get
2: turnovers. And that's why you think that's why you see a lot of times uh, you see a lot of coaches won't kick them long. Try them long field goals. 40 field goals because if you get you get the ball back plus seven yards from where they kicked it from so that's a turnover in itself you you don't when when those games are being played last night you you had to think it through every kick every snap and and that's what kept us watching that's what kept every one of us watching because at first i wasn't watching it i'm sitting there messing around with the computer and all of a sudden i'm I'm, whoa okay do you see the man run up out of the uh up out, of, up out of the tunnel. You know, the dude falls down, hurts his knee. All of a sudden, like, they done scripted this. Okay, fall, bro. And we, I'm going to run out <laughs> here and I'm going to say this. You know, and so they, like, he scripted is am is lying? Did, did you feel that way? And so, all of a sudden, he 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 couldn't throw the ball the first half. But now he throwing it. He finding Andrews. He got hot, He got the young kid, 15. I can't think of his name. Hit him. I mean, he making plays, man. This is Hollywood the Brown. you want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Baker over the last two games, besides that interception, Baker has looked like that guy we seen at Oklahoma, where he where he's doing things in a methodical way, and he and that is that is good coaching, and I and I hope, and I pray. And Jess, I want you to tell me real quick, like, and I know it's not Cowboys. Do you think <laughs> Baker can stay on this path?
3: Yeah, because what Safansky has done is he has taken the pressure off of Baker. He said, mm. Baker, I don't need you to do everything. And this is why I, I this is, you want, you want to know one of the reasons why Zeke is having a down year to make it Cowboy related? It's not yeah. having four back there. It's not being yeah. able, because w- there's something that when you have the presence of your starting quarterback, Dak mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. able to see and feel, et- this is the gift that starting quarterbacks have. I know when, how, where, to get my players involved, I know when Zeke needs a run. I can feel what types of runs are working for Zeke. So if I need to change it in the huddle or at the line of scrimmage, I can. But I also know how to get CD involved on what's some of his best routes. And the same thing goes for Michael Gallup, and the same thing goes for Amari Cooper. So when you so when you have that kind of leader at the helm, he he makes everyone else's job so much easier because he says you ain't got to press I'm going to put you in a position to succeed so for Cleveland they've taken off the pressure from Baker having to feel like I got to do everything for us to win I got to throw the ball 400 times and have 5,000 yards for us to win they said nope we're going to have a real solid running game and then Mm -hmm. you're going to make the throw that you need to make when you need to make them and you sprinkle in a little bit of just your your it factor because Baker has an right, it factor right. to him, and then right. th- that now 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 we mix all that together and we have a winning formula. But when you start taking those things out or when you start putting too much on, now that 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 recipe it, it, it ain't what Grandma you know it ain't what Grandma written up thirty years ago. He's like, no no no, I, I I said a half a teaspoon of sugar,
2: not a whole right, cup. Man. You know what I'm saying? A baker, of so, baking soda. A Baker right soda. exactly so it's
3: like
2: it's, it's like you
3: know we, we we want so much from Zeke and we're like man you know and and, and, I, and I, I, I say this jokingly because we have a good time right me and Nate when it comes to the to the Zeke argument yeah. I, I know that Zeke is still a really good player but I also know what he's missing yes he's missing his offensive line but more so yeah. importantly he's missing that quarterback that will make defenders have to think twice Guys don't have to think twice with Andy Dalton. They're just like, listen, if he if he can beat us in the back end, he's going to beat us in the back end, which we doubt.
2: With that, And you saw that last night, Kurt. Uh, Jess, you saw that last night when the backup quarter McSorley came yeah. in, and he tried to run that same read option. And he was so – you could see the ball. And they knew he had it. And he tried to make a move and blew his knee out, and I hope the kid is all right. You know, because I, I, I blame Greg Roman. Don't do that to that kid. <laughs> you know, you ask this kid to do something that a Super Nintendo athlete is doing. Don't do not do that to that kid. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to tell you something. We have to take what uh, limit we have, and we don't have much on defense. And uh, these coaches got to package it up these last two or three games and – and I'm not looking at it as, as everybody else is that we still in it. I'm looking at it as, man, grow. You know, yeah. uh, be the best you can be for your 35 plays or your 40. Because it, I felt like after the first series for the DBs and the second, it was survival. You know, we just could have brought out the cameras and hey, here's this week's survival. Because they were shipping guys in and out of us so <laughs> quick and so fast. You didn't know who it was. One minute is this number, next minute is that number. You couldn't even catch some of the names. So, I, and they won. They beat a, They beat a bad <laughs> team. And as bad as I want to cheer and holler and, and do flips, man, I, last night, you know, somebody went by me. You know, you passed my people in the street, you know, you got your mask, and they'd be like, Nate. I'm like, yeah. You know, that was that was a that was okay win, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't the same, man. Y'all really took it to him. Yeah, that was okay win, wasn't it? It's like they looking for approval for the win. I'm like, man, that was a great win. You know? That was a great win. You know, that's
1: right. That's right. All right. Let's take our second break here. Uh, When we get back, I do have uh, another running back related question since you're talking about the balanced offense of Cleveland and uh, that red zone. I got a red zone question for you as well. So we will be right back with more Hanging with the Boys. we are back with hanging with the boys i'm kurt daniels we have jesse holly nate newton with us getting fighting our way through without shannon uh let's see christmas extravaganza is here don't miss the virtual christmas extravaganza presented by albertson's and tom thumb the most electrifying holiday show of the season can be watched on dallas cowboys facebook and twitter on december 24th at 6 p.m central or on demand at dallascowboys.com/christmas. They always put on a great show, and what I understand, even though it's not, uh, you can't be there in person, they put together a pretty nice package there of a of an. Online put on show. your Tommy so, Johns
3: and watch the Christmas Drive. There the you
1: go. And eat some lounge wear. Yeah. <laughs> what more do we need? We're we're doing good there. All right, last segment, you guys. We were talking about the, some of the game last night and how uh, Cleveland's running attack has uh really helped out baker mayfield obviously one of the things that is hurting zeke maybe it's a, it's not having dak but it, it raised the question and i think nate we talked about this a little bit yesterday but i wanted to bring it up again um in that game against cincinnati zeke had 12 carries tony pollard had 11 and so you know i'm wondering a lot of people are saying that's the way it should be in today's NFL. You need a, a, a running back com- by committee. And if you look at the top rushing teams in the in the league right now, uh, Baltimore's first. Uh, they're averaging 173.8 per game. They've got a bunch of guys, including Lamar Jackson, leading them. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, is a one-back offense. They've, they've got uh, Henry, the big guy. Then you've got Cleveland. They've got a pair of studs in, in uh, Chubb and in Hunt. After that, fourth is Arizona they've obviously they've got drake but they've also got a, a running quarterback then you have new england i don't even know who they have running the ball <laughs> six is minnesota with with uh um, oh Dalvin what's cook. his name I'm just, yeah cook after that though you got new orleans the rams philadelphia green bay seattle i mean these days it seems like it, most teams aren't going with the one back offenses they've got a uh, several guys, in some cases a quarterback, who's helping out that running attack. Is that something that the Cowboys are going to need to do in the future if they want to see more success from their running game?
2: I would just like to see, you know, what what two one or two guys that come back that are our starters, and, uh, and and then with Dak back, then then we'll see. Then we'll see. I mean, still Tony Pollard has earned the right to be on the field. Uh, let's just see what happens. Fresh. Coming into next year and how how does Zeke finish up this year? I mean maybe they will found something, uh, you know, with with Tony Pollard and Zeke. And, but I, I would just like to see how this thing turns out. But uh, going into to next year because I, I know if I'm Coach McCarthy anywhere in the world, somebody telling me, "Well, if we got the COVID, we ain't practicing." Nah, we, we finna practice. <laughs> you can't go to another year. This. <laughs>
1: What do you think, Jesse? You think uh, switching it up more often behind, you know, as a running back would help, or you just ride that horse?
3: I, the thing is, and I said this before when it comes to the Zeke Pollard conversation, Pollard found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think Pollard is, des- is more than deserving for those reps on the football field. Problem is, the guy he's playing in front of, was a number four overall pick and actually got to a second contract as a running back. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: despite what you may feel and despite what you may think, the guys that they pay, they're going to play. They don't... I'm not trying to get... like You think that paying Zeke 12, 13, 14, 15 million dollars and him only having 11 carries, 12 carries is something that sits well with the front office... Now, if you told me mm. this was happening and they were 11-2, and two, then maybe. But right. when you talk about them being in the situation that they're, they're, they're in, that doesn't sit well with that front office because they're saying, I, listen, play him. I'll put him in. do Find ways to get him going because we've paid him a boatload of money. And when you do that, you've got to be able to justify some way, somehow. Now, if they decide to do something with Zeke and his contract in a year or so, and, you know, whether he takes a pay cut or anything like that, then I can see it being more of a 50-50 split between Zeke and Tony Pollard. But if not, you're going to see 21 get a, get the bulk of the carries most of the time. And and until he's either gone or reduced his contract some way, somehow, which I, I I highly doubt they're able to do that. So Tony either has to wait his time until they're done with Zeke. Or try to find his way somewhere else because I, I just don't see that dynamic. See, just start with that, Pollard You
2: know what? You as intelligent as you is, I think you just sometimes say, "Let me use this." Uh, sorry, phrase or word. He has to waste his time. Come on, man,
3: he's no. not wait. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. W-N-I-C. Oh, wait.
2: Okay, yeah, W-N-I-C. because you didn't pronounce that right. Because Kurt, did you mm-hmm. get the same thing that He said, "Wasting his time." Come on now. I, 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 think, think time. I was
1: falling there. I, was, I think yeah. I was falling there. But yeah, come on, man. So if McCarthy, if McCarthy and Kellen Moore said we have a better chance of winning with going two backs, changing it up more often, keeping everybody fresh for the long haul, you know, big picture, we're better this way. You think they're still their hands are kind of tied? Nah. Their hands are only tied if it
3: doesn't result in victory. When when you're winning, right. when you're winning, like if if you told if you told Jerry, hey Jerry, I can guarantee you an eleven and two start if we decrease Zeke's workload by fifty percent. Jerry's like, do it. I'm all for it. I'm out your way. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't yield results that's when you're going to run into a problem so and and right now mccarthy's still on that new relationship fresh ideas let's hear what he has to say he's still in that he's still in that time frame so if that's the idea that he has it has to yield results right away because if it doesn't if what you're saying is we're one and three two and two and you know two and five or, you know, three and five, three and six. That's not going to sit well with the people who have to cut the checks because you're saying, OK, you told me that this would work. And if we're not on the positive side of things, I can't buy into this for what I am paying him.
2: We are four and nine. So you, you talk talking real life. Jess. you don't have to pretend.
1: <laughs> no, that's for sure. Oh man. All right, let's. I wanted to ask you too. This is a question that came up on uh, the mailbag today at DallasCowboys.com, and I thought it was kind of interesting. And you guys, being former players, I wanted to get your opinion. um The Cowboys have struggled in the red zone this year. They're they, uh, they scored touchdowns on only two or four trips against Cincinnati on Sunday. And for the season, they're scoring touchdowns on trips to the red zone only 50% of the time, which is 30th in the NFL. So uh, another bad offensive s- statistic for them. But one uh, uh, fan wrote in and asked, you know, for all the great rec- you know, they have three fantastic receivers, maybe the best receiving core in the league. But they what they may not have you know, you had Dez Bryant was a big physical receiver. Uh, I think he finished second in the in the uh, in franchise history for touchdowns. As good as the Cowboys' receivers are, are they missing that guy? Do they need a receiver like that to get in there and get the ball in the red zone?
2: I think you have him. I I, I really do, man. Because you know you, you pound Zeke or Tony up in there one or two times, but it's no way in the world I'm gonna have these three receivers and the tight end is doing okay. It's just You just got to be a little bit more sharp or a little bit more precise because uh, there's no way they should be that bad in the red zone unless they're trying to run the ball, and that, that's because the offensive line ain't as good in that tight space. And I understand there ain't a lot of space to, to be had in the end zone, especially when you're inside the 10, the 5, and it decreases and gets smaller as you get closer. But we have those horses. You just have to demand that they get open. And, and the quarterback has to get it there because he threw one to uh, Cooper early in the game. That was, it was nice. It was nice. Now they can do that, man. I, I believe they can. I believe they can. And maybe we'll have to listen to Jesse because he probably go back to QB one, the original.
1: <laughs> listen,
3: I'm I'm, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at you know I'm looking at the top ten. You know, Green Bay doesn't have a Des Bryant type, right. uh, you know, receiver in the red zone, and they're number one. Cleveland's number 4, they don't. Minnesota's number 5, they don't. Um, San is number 8, they don't. Uh LA's number 10 and they don't. You know, New Orleans has some pretty good. They got Michael Thomas and Tampa has Mike Evans and that crew and uh, Tennessee has guys like AJ Brown and Seattle of course has DJ Metcalf. But I mean, you look at a lot of these guys who are in the top 10, 20 you know, top 20 of the league and they don't have Des Bryant like um you know, there's Bryant, like jumping. what they do have is they have they have darn good red zone quarterbacks. Right. Green Bay, mm-hmm. Seattle, Tennessee, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Francisco. Uh, uh, they got good quarterbacks so that when they get in the red zone and, and the thing about the red zone is that you have to you already have to be a th- a quick thinker in the open field. You have to be even more of a quicker, a quicker thinker. In the red zone, because what windows kind of open and close in the open field, they in the red zone, because the defenders have that 12th minute, at the back of the end zone. They don't have to backpedal. 20, they don't have to cover 50, 60, seven yards behind their head. Everything now is condensed. You can pass things off. So you need that quarterback. You need that guy at this, at, at, you know, at the at the, the quarterback position to be able to assess and, and know where the ball is going right now. Because you don't have the time that you normally have, and I know that Andy Dalton has had experience in this league, but he hasn't had experience with this offense and these players for an entire season. He's had a, he's had a, you know a handful of games with them, but when you get in the red zone, you have to know your offense, you have to know what you're looking at in front of you, and you have to really know where the ball is going right now in the red zone. You know, very rarely do you have time to go to first, second, third reads. Some guys do and you'll see it happen from time to time. But most of the time red zone is I gotta find a guy who I'm going to and get the ball to him right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nate, you kind of mentioned this too. I mean the the offensive line, considering all the injuries, hasn't been that bad this year. They've they've kinda held their own with the new guys. But is this where we see the, the injuries pop up when they are in the red zone. They just these guys yes. don't have the push.
2: Yeah, they don't have to push, man, and the holes are so much much smaller. You know, uh, in the, in the open field, you know, we say, hey, man, if we can get seventy percent of big wood on a player, we doing okay. But if they, if things are so tight down there, if you can just get forty percent of a guy, just get a shoulder on him, just barely get any type of movement, and, and the great running backs can find that, can find that hole. But when things are Caving in on you, and that's what most happens to our offensive line, especially in the middle. The guys just pressure us so hard, so you ain't got nothing up going, going up in that middle, man. So uh, I, I think you got to throw that thing, and I still think we have the receivers. And like you said, Jess, if our quarterback can get some work with them, we should be a great red zone because who, who can handle our outside guy, you know, and Cooper – you're gonna have to really set somebody out there winning. But what, what I like is C D Lamb should be scorching folks, brother. And,
3: let me, say this, folks. and let me say this. And let me say this, quickly. Another uh-huh. thing that's important about red zone is the practice time, right? Yes. Dez and yes. Tony had, I, I I was there. They had so many reps of that jump ball, that back shoulder fade, because we had practice. You already have a limited time when you're actually able to practice red zone in practice. And now in this new, like, for example, the Cowboys ain't practiced the first two days. Everything's virtual. Yeah. They go virtual for the first ain't couple days in the of the week. So you don't, you don't have enough time. time you don't have enough time in the work week because when you get in practice, you're saying, all right, listen, we got one shot at this. We don't have time to do it blow the whistle, come back. Now nah, we, we're limited in our time to do anything that we want to do. And red zone is about repetition. you got to be able to rep these things out. And coming into this year, with the instability of injuries and quarterbacks and offensive linemen and time together, time together, they have not had much of it, a little to none of it. So when you're talking about having to be in those moments where you need to be precise that comes with repetition and red zone is a repetition precise area of the field it's not enough practice time for a team like this uh, uh, because they have so many other woes that they're trying to plug up and fill up and get better at that you don't have all day and all time to do this red zone situation
2: yeah red zone Uh, and special teams are getting crushed around the league for what jesse just said lack of time
1: yeah well, speaking of time, we are out of it. Precious um, time. Yeah. Nate, is it Ooh. your turn to take off tomorrow? Or are you going to be here. No, I'm being here, bro. I'm getting I'll my ten I'll be here too. I ain't nobody getting bonuses like Jesse. That's yeah. You and me, we, you we're just, grinding through this, you know. Grinding, man. Bring in the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we have That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Bring the dogs, <laughs> man.
1: Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Chris Beam, for keeping us on the air. Uh, thank you to Wingstop as well. We should have a full crew here tomorrow, same time, same place. We appreciate you tuning in. We're hanging with the boys. Yeah.